We do need you. I need you, Lord. We need you this day. A day in the world of untruth, lies, darkness, evil. And a day when the saints gather to encourage one another to strengthen, to love, to hold up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being in our midst, for dwelling among us, for dwelling in us. We just invite you, Lord, into this. And I need you, Lord, to bring forth what you have, and particularly out of my weakness. We thank you, Lord, for the time that we're in, for calling us to this time, for giving us a place in this day to be your ambassadors. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Although I have something prepared, I don't know. I just feel so unprepared. And I'm just depending on the Lord uh, to do what he would do. But uh, I'd like to expand on or continue on the theme of the church, the body of Christ. And Pastor Lee preached something in this vein, um, but this actually came to me while Jeff was preaching, and I I know I should have been listening to him a little better, but uh, it just started coming to me. I started taking notes. You know, Wendy, I'm sitting there writing like this. And... uh, this is about living stones. And if you turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. And verses 4 and 5 in, in 1 Peter 2. To whom coming as unto a living stone. So that's Jesus the living stone. Disallowed indeed of men. But chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones. That's us living stones. We're lively stones. We're alive in Christ. Are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. We are living stones built up a spiritual house. And so we're built up a spiritual house. And and what is this spiritual house? And for that, I'd like to look at Ephesians chapter 2. And maybe we'll live there for uh, a few minutes. Ephesians chapter 2. And in verse 20, it says, are built upon, it's talking about us, we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. It is the church of God that we are living stones in. We're being built together into this house of God. The Spirit of God dwells there. That's where, this, that's where the presence of God is. That's where the Spirit of God lives. Where? With us, the church. That's where he lives, with us, the church. 
And you know, so much of the New Testament has been misapplied by us. Because we think, we have a tendency to think it's all about me. It's all about us. You know, it's all about me, personally. And it does apply to us. But the church epistles are called church epistles because they're written to the church. They're written to churches. And they can only be understood in the context of the church, of the body of Christ. And you, you, you separate that out and you lose the, the full meaning of what is being expressed. You lose the power of God that is in the church. That's where the gifts of God are, are in the church. You separate it out and just make it individuals, and it's not there. You know, Revelation 2 and 3, written to churches. Uh, So, we make an error by making it all about us. You know, the glory of God, the power of God, the beauty of Jesus' love and healing is found in we, in the church. That's where it's found. I know that when you come into the body of Christ, that's where you find encouragement. That's where you're, you are built up. That's where people are praying for one another. That's where healing is. That's where miracle signs and wonders are. You know, when we first came into this church, um, I don't think we'd been here maybe just weeks, perhaps. Didn't really know anybody, just the few people we already knew. And uh, Nancy had uh, a medical emergency and she had a, a big surgery. And the, the surgery waiting room was full of people. I knew a couple of them and the rest of them, they were people from the church here praying. Uh, Jane Bradford was there for eight or ten hours. We we didn't, you know, I asked Nancy, you know, Jane Bradford, who is she? She said, well, I don't know who that is. She was just there, you know. And uh, we found a love, a, sac- a self-sacrificial love and care in the body of Christ that we, you just don't see outside of it. I mean, you just don't see it elsewhere. Not like that. We are living stones fitly framed together, it says. We're fitly framed together, verse 21. Fitly joined together. We're fitly framed together. Unto a holy temple in the Lord. We, the church, are where God lives. In Isaiah 66... And in verse 1, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? Where is the place of my rest? And if you take that, it's quoted in Acts chapter 7. It really adds light to this. It's fabulous. 
You know, after all that work they did to build the temple, beautiful, beautiful temple according to God's plans, he's like, are you going to build a house for me? I don't live there. You know, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Talk about putting us in our place, right? And in Acts chapter 7, and in verse 47, quotes this from Isaiah. It says, but Solomon built him a house. How be it? The Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? We are the place of his rest. We are his dwelling place. We are the place. We are what God always wanted. If you ever question your value, know that we, the church, is what God always wanted. It's what he has been looking for. You know those, uh, and this isn't in my notes, but those two parables that Jesus spoke. There was a, a, a pearl, of, you know, a merchant man. He found a pearl of great price. And he gave all that he had so that he could have that pearl. And, this, and then it follows with, there was a man, he, he found a field that he wanted. And he gave everything that he had so he could have that field. Why? Because there was a, a buried treasure in there. We are that pearl of great price. God gave everything that he had so he could buy the field, the world, so that he could find that hidden treasure, which is us. He's been looking for us, and he's found us. And, and that is, if you ever question your value, know that, that we are the reason for God. You know, it's, it, we are what he's looking for. We are what he always wanted. And we are, we the church, are the place of his rest. We are the bride of Christ. I think about leading my bride to the altar. And the anticipation and, and like everything else just takes a back seat. That's Jesus with the church. And this is a temple not made with men's hands. First Kings chapter six. There's a beautiful picture of this in First Kings. Chapter six. This is when the temple was being built. First Kings 6, 7, and the house, when it was in building, you know, while it was being built, was built of stone, made ready before it was brought thither. So the work was done elsewhere. So that there was neither hammer, nor axe, nor tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. This was carefully planned by the Lord. He wanted it that way as a picture of, of us, the church, not made with men's hands, a temple not made with hands. There was no sound of tools or work or hammers or chisels going on in the building because it was a picture of, of not made with men's hands. 
That's us. We're not made with men's hands. He, he saw us beforehand. He, he formed us in, in the womb. He brought us forth as, as unique living stones. And this becomes very important. Wendy and I like to watch a show called um, Escape to the Country. And uh, these are people living in London or some busy place like that. And they're looking for a place out away from there in the country, in England. And in a lot of places in England, they have what they call dry stone walls. And they're, 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 they're little walls that separate sheep fields and agricultural fields made out of stones that they picked up out of the field. And they call them dry stone because they're not mortared. They're just stones just picked up and set one on the other. And the only, of course, you see them in New England as well. Uh, maybe that's why they call it New England. I don't know. Uh, and those stones are carefully inspected and considered. Where will this fit? Because if it, if it is just put in there randomly, the wall will quickly fall down. But it's placed in the place where, where it's touching every other stone and it fits perfectly so that it's well supported so that over time that it has integrity. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is the text where Brother Jeff was reading when he preached that all this started coming out. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And in verse 18. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. You know, it says in Psalm 139 that that the thoughts of God toward us. They're so numerous, you can't even count them. They're more numerous than the sand of the sea. And he's, he is thinking about you. You know, you're not lost in the crowd ever with God. He's thinking countless thoughts of you all the time. And he knows everything about you. And he's considering, where do I put this person? Where, where do they fit perfectly? Where does that stone go just perfectly? In that temple of God. And it says that God has placed you. You don't have to find your place in the body of Christ. He will place you. Where he needs you. Where he wants you. And and really where you fit. Where you fit. There's no gaps. There's no unsteadiness. There's mutual support. It's that one perfect spot. In Ephesians chapter 4. And in verse 16. From whom the whole body. Fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. According to the effectual working in the measure of every, every part. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's a mouthful. But if I may do a little liberal interpretation of it in light of this. From whom the whole body 
fitly joined together and compacted, put together tightly by that which every stone supplies. You know, if it's a, if it's a human body, it's a joint. If it's a, if it's a, a temple made of stones that are made without hands, then it is a stone. In any case, that which every stone or that which every joint supplies, by that which every individual in the body of Christ supplies, is how the temple of God is built up. It's not done without you. It's, it, it, the, the calling is on you, on each one of you. There's no, nobody here is lost in the crowd. Nobody, nobody. Nobody in the church of God, no, worldwide, everybody that has been called into Christ, they're not lost in the crowd. Everyone has a place and a calling, a thing to do. Nobody is just a, a pew sitter, praise God. This is not religion. Religion is built of bricks. Look at Genesis chapter 11. A brick is not a stone. A stone is not a brick. Genesis 11, 3. Tower of Babel. Now, I don't know why. I hear people say Babel these days. You've heard that? Why? Isn't it Babel? Babel? Whatever. Uh they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them throughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. Uh, in one of my Africa trips, we were in Mbale, Uganda. And uh, the pastor there, they were building a church. And they were proudly showing off their brick making machine, which was a, a thing like this. It had a handle and they would mix up. Portland cement kind of thick and they'd put it in this mold and they'd go like that and it would squish that thing like that into a brick and they'd carefully pull it out wet and set it out to dry. That's how they made the bricks. The bricks are formed and they're all alike. They all look the same. They're pressed into a shape. You get what I'm talking about? That's what religion is like. There's a sameness there. There's not any one of us that are the same. We are members in particular, the Bible says. And he looks at us so carefully to place us in the body of Christ. And not only that, they're burned bricks. You know, there's no life. It's just been burned out. It's gone. It's, It's a form but it's, there's no life. And slime for mortar. So they needed something to stick together. There's something artificial, mortar, to, to cause them to stick together. And really, that's powerful. And their purpose was to build that thing to reach to God, their own way, finding their own way to God. They never got there, never will. There's a uniform sameness. You know, they put you in a box. Self-righteousness. I'm going to make my own way to God. But the life of God is unique. 
in each one of us. You know, I'm, now like today, I'm, I'm tired because I worked heavy work yesterday. Wendy knows I walked in yesterday like this. And, and I'm 67. You know, I'm not spring chicken anymore. Some of you are, some few of you are older than me and some few of you are younger than me. But for all of us, we're, we are, we're sprinting toward the end. I mean, not just walking. We're sprinting. We're sprinting toward the end. You know, why do I think I've got to lay down and rest when the end is looming right before my eyes? You know, why do the saints of God keep waiting for the next thing? The next thing is already here. You know, the new thing. We're ready. We are equipped right now. We are already equipped. Jesus died, rose again. He sent forth the Holy Spirit. And we are filled with all the things that he says. He has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. We're already equipped. What are we waiting for? Why are you waiting for the Spirit of God to move on you? He already has. He has already moved in Christ. It's your move. It's your move. It is. It's your move. For example, it says, They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. The Spirit of God was there, but they had to do the speaking. And, and it's a weakness, I think, in Pentecostal circles, people sitting around waiting for God to move on them. He's moved. When we act in faith, He fills at that time. And He's calling on us. I mean, the end is in sight. The finish line is right there. And, this, and we're in the sprint stage. And I don't care how tired I am. You know, this is the sprint to eternity. And I'm looking forward to it. It's your move. So how do you find your place in the body of Christ? You know, we are all unique stones. We've been put there. How do you know what that is? Uh, a number of these, uh, I'll refer to these Africa trips. Really, on that first one, we were in a place in Tanzania. And... There was a line of people coming up for prayer, and quite a few of them were asking, they were really asking me to, I guess, have revelation of what their thing in the body of Christ is to be. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I, you know, I prayed for them, but I don't know what their place in the body of Christ is. But whatever your deal in the body of Christ is, why are we sitting around waiting to find out? We've already been placed. And if we begin to move, the Lord will bring it forth. He will bring it forth as we move. And it can be changing, changing, changing. But if we will just walk, walk, it will begin to come forth. It will, be, it will reveal itself. Move in faith. Faith pleases God. Dare. Be bold. That's what they prayed for after they had been threatened. They prayed for more boldness. Learn to love 
stumbling and making mistakes. If you hate stumbling and making mistakes, you might not ever move. You know, it's okay. God didn't call us to be perfect. He's the perfect one, and he will bring forth from us the thing that he has planned. You know, if you stumble, it means you're walking. If you don't walk, you can't stumble. If you, if you are walking, you can stumble. So go ahead and walk. You know, babies, when they walk, boom, you know, boom, but they get up again and they just keep walking. That's how they learn how to walk. Let's move. I, I guess what I'm saying, you know, to hark back to uh, a couple of months ago, let's get in the game. It is the final hour. It is upon us. I mean, even if Jesus tarried another hundred years, it's upon me. You know, all flesh is as grass and our days are short, no matter what age you are. And it's shorter for some of us than others. But I mean, and, and there's no saying, well, I, I've done all that. I'm, you know, I'm older now. I'm tired. I'm just going to wait it out. He's calling on each of us. And we have a thing to do in the body of Christ. And I can only encourage you not to find out what that is, but to just begin walking, just begin serving, begin ministering, just reach out in love, touch, self-sacrifice. And it will begin to come forth what it is that he's called us to. It's a little bit different being, you know, with the time change. Uh, One more Africa thing before I close. Uh, We were doing, uh, this is among the Maasai people. They're just awesome people, and I I love them so much. And we were trying to do a a series of, of teaching in this village that we've done a lot of ministry at. And we'd say, we want, to, we want to get together at 10 a.m. You know, 10, 11, 11.30. Now some people are coming in. And uh, so we were complaining about this. And the chief of the village said, uh, he said, Americans have watches. Maasai have time. Just, just let that work on you for a while. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I know what it means, but I think it's cool. And I pray that you're able to adjust, you know, especially those of us that have work schedules that, that go by the clock. The bodies are not, they're not often happy with that switch. So let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness, your love, for putting us in the body of Christ as it's pleased you. I pray, Lord, as we minister together today in church and at prayer night, that every joint supplies, that there's a tremendous ministry of the body of Christ, that love pours out, that the power of God is shown, Ask, Lord, that you touch in the heart those places that hurt. 
those places that are closed off, that you would open those, Lord. Fill by your Holy Spirit. We love you and give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.